Get set, get ready for another episode of Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. Right, how's it going, folks? Another episode here of the Ramsey in the hot seat. I'm here. I'm here to determine to have a rant. I could tell you something. See, just some things that go on, go on in your day that piss you off royally. And I'll tell you something. Uh, yesterday, driving. I will start off with. Uh, I was driving around doing my work, doing what I usually do, and uh, just for those who know Edinburgh, if you know, but those who live here, you know, there's an area of Edinburgh called the Gogar, called the Gogar Roundabout. And basically, as you come up towards the Gogar, you're coming to go to the Edinburgh City Bypass uh, from to the start of it. And basically, yesterday I was uh, this doing in the inside lane, I was just following the road, going with the flow of the traffic, just at the beginning, as you hit the, the bypass, just after the roundabout. I could see a driver uh, next, a car next to me. As but what how the, the how it's designed the middle the outside lane and the sort of the third lane, but the third lane merges into the middle lane to become two lanes. So it's almost like a three lane. So you've got three lane choices in the roundabout to go onto the bypass. To the motor, the sort of it's like a mini motorway the bypass for those who know what I'm talking about, with different roads, um, and. This black car was in the middle of the lane, and I knew instead of just slowing down or waiting for the to merge with the cars in the third lane and take it from there, basically this car just flipping within, didn't bother indicating, just flipping, creaked her wheel right left, and just bounced right into my lane without even this without even not even gliding and just flipping went in almost I hit hit the horn almost had to break. Uh, I tell you something, if, if I'd hit her, because I drive a, a, a Ford Transit Connect van, they're quite solid vans. Now, it just happened to be a woman. Now, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, it could be young drivers, women, I'm talking about young drivers, whether male or female, but this thing happened to be a young woman, one girl. And basically, I hit the horn and I was raging because I tell you something, if I'd hit her, her car would have been worse off than mine, my van, because they're pretty solid. I tell you something, it just it frustrates the hell of me. And during the course of the day, it happened a couple of days, not a few times. And um, that, I basically just sped up a little bit, I flashed my lights because I knew she was turning off to a different, uh, a different lane. And I knew it was out, and I actually, I obviously put almost pointed in. She looked straight, and she looked, she looked, had her window down, and her face was a bit red. You could see a little bit, she, she was embarrassed because I tell you something, one day these young drivers, I tell you something, uh, maybe I don't know if it's just the hot weather, it gets to people or something when it gets a bit warmer. Uh, they just don't think. They just really. They, they tell you they don't have a clue. They no respect. They just think they can go in and tell you one day. One day you wish you almost wanted to hit these little hit the little bleeps and hit them, and you'll show them that the insurance premiums will go flipping sky high. And they'll tell you when it comes to getting the claim to get the job done. I'll be, I'll be one day I just want to, got, if they do that, I'm going to hit them. And if I hit them, I'm going to throw the book at them. I'm going to say, listen, 
your, you, your fault, you caused the accident, you can cough up from a van repairs, you can cough up for a hire car, you can cough up for loss of business because I'm self-employed, and the time it, the time it to, uh, takes me to have to inconvenience and, and wait, wait, wait to see if you get insurance. So that's why I, I basically absolutely, absolutely go hell for leather at these people because they drive me up the wall. Yes, we were all young drivers at some point, but nowadays, really, it is, oh, but, but make matters worse, during the course of the day, um, you're driving in your lane, you're just taking it easy, you're, you're driving the lane down town and you're doing bits and bobs, and the people who just don't look, with their slightly flashier cars, and they just don't look at their mirrors, they don't really look at their blind spots, and they just start weaving into your lane and thinking, look where the hell you're going? Really? You're not hitting the horn because like, they're just not paying attention, they're just like, they're just talking to their, their bird, the, the wife or their partner or their, 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 in the passenger seat, they're just not giving up flying monkeys. It's like, for flip's sake, really? I thought, get on, really, what? Oh, it drove me up the wall. It happened to, it happened to you know, three times yesterday. One, the one first incident and someone else, or another time today, I thought, really? It absolutely went berserk just about. I was like, so annoyed. People just don't watch their lane, stay in their lane and watch the arrows instead of trying to sign, cut into the lane and thinking it's their lane, but it's not looking at the cars that are actually in the lane that's got right away. I thought, oh, I tell you, it infuriates the hell out of these people. I tell you, some of them are slapped in the back of the legs, they really do. Anyway, that was a rant of that. It was like women, young drivers, I'm not saying women drivers, it could be young, young male and young women, and they can be a pain in it. I'll tell you, they're going to cause themselves an, a major accident and it'll be their own. Serve them right, I'll tell you something. It's just so fucking frustrated that it did my nothing. I was raging, as they say, a few expletives were coming out of my mouth uh, after that because I was absolutely, oh, I tell you, I was, the steam was going right out of my ears to say the least. But anyway, uh, I'm going to talk about, I've been, after talking about young drivers, I'm going to talk about Robert Downey Jr. Now, there's pure, it's been in the news that he was being, well, basically, he's been he was being interviewed by Channel 4, C4, which is a British television channel. As for those who don't know, and um, the story was that he walked basically. We all know event the Avengers: Age of Ultron is now out, and they're all talking to the stars. They're all talking about the film. They're talking about promoting this, so promoting the movie, that kind of thing. As they all do when new films come out, the stars in the film they go and they do interviews. I'm sure they do a lot of interviews now. For those who. Uh, those who know, basically, well, for those who do Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan said this guy was like throwing his toys at the pram. Now I say, I'm going to stand up for Robert Downey Jr. I say, I'm going to stand up for him to say, if you, you're there to be interviewed for your movie and not to talk about your past, your past is your past. He's there to promote a movie, he's not to talk about wh whether he took drugs or he was in rehab. That just doesn't matter. What is I mean, I'm going. To, this, is going to be, this is the Piers Morgan epic. Now, Piers Morgan, I think you get your head up your ass, mate. No offence, but I think you need to have a have a word with yourself sometimes. You just you're almost you, you join join go and join the Katie, um, Katie Hopkins fan club, or go and join her in your in your soapboxes. You know, what I mean, I think sometimes you're just a bit. It's no wonder you didn't quite make it in America, maybe because uh, you can sometimes stick your head you got your head up your ass in, in the nicest possible way. So. Let's, let's read Piers Morgan's story of what he said in the Daily Mail. It says, the, um, simply just to go through it, 
I've always felt like such an outs. Uh, he's, he's talking about his Iron Man. The run, he's a sort of the kind of title is saying Iron Man wouldn't run away from an interview the Downey Jr. man up and stop being such a pampered oversensitive prick prima donna. Really, is he? Just because he want, he's there to promote a movie, not talk about whether he's had, had his stuff in the past. He's going. He, he's obviously changed. He's become a better man. He's he's obviously he's had a rise. He's had a fall. And he's risen again. Promote the movie, not talk about the stuff that he's been. Um, what's happened? Because that's I'd rather hear about the movie. I don't know. Well, talk about his past. It's been there. He's done that. He's made mistakes. And he's now uh, proving to. He's now turned around and he's uh, making things better. So. Why interview? Why? So let's, let's just read what Piers Morgan wrote in the Daily Mail to say. Um, I'm always felt like a an outsider in this industry," said Robert Downey Jr. a few years ago. Because I'm no, uh, I'm not so insane. I guess I lo I loved him. Uh, I loved him for that. Just as I loved him uh, when he said th this about enduringly ghastly Hugh Grant. I just thought he was obviously in brackets a dick. That's that's all, and I still do. Robert Downey Jr.'s rise, fall, rise again in the stuff of show business uh, folklore. He's the ultimate Hollywood bad boy, a wonderful, gifted actor whose lustful pen, um, penchant for booze, drugs and partying landed him in rehab and jail and nearly wrecked his glittering career. We all rejoiced in his comeback, mainly because uh, he seems to so raw and real, a non-conformist constantly rebelling against the, the preferred behavioural pattern of conventional stars but when Downey Jr. did a TV interview this week which shattered every shattered every notion that I had about him, that basically he's saying because he walked out, now this, this is the part this is what, he simply the last few minutes because he walked out the reason he didn't like the questions the interviewer was asking and he didn't just politely excuse himself after repeated appalling looks at his publicist lurking in the shadows Downey Jr. smirked uh, demonically shouted by and stomped off. As he left, he sneered at the bemused Inquisitor. It was all getting a bit Diane Sawyer. Now, Miss Miss Sawyer, of course, is one of Americans' most famous and respected TV interviewers, known for asking probing questions. Quite what Downey Jr. expected from his encounter with, uh, is worth exploring. He agreed to do an interview with Channel 4 on one of Britain's most in intelligent and respected news programmes, a mix of the, B uh, of the NBC Nightly News and 60 Minutes. The interviewer, um, Krishnan Guru Murthy, is a serious, a serious journalist who has been made hard-hitting investigative documentaries from places such as Yemen, Iraq and Afghanistan. He, has less ten, he had less than 10 minutes allocated to him for the interview and devoted the first chunk of it talk about Downey Jr.'s new movie Avengers Age of Ultron. I don't think, I think that's perfect what she should have done. But then he tried to ask a few questions that pertain to Downey's troubled past. The star had talked about the stuff numerous times in the past and must have known must have known that Channel 4 news anchor would uh, broach the subject. Um, Guru Murphy has since confirmed on Twitter that when he set up the interview he said he wanted to talk about both the movie and Downey's life. Uh, Downey Jr.'s life, but the star's response was to feign utter horror. I'm sorry, but uh, the, what was he? What was what was he doing? He asked uh, indignantly. I yes, I'm tearing my green tea. It's a, it's a little bit rough on the throat here. Uh, anyway, uh, I would have been tempted to reply. Well, Robert, we're doing an interview that will sell your movie. 
make your make your lot of cash and in return you might have an answer one or two questions that don't just uh, blow smoke up your ass so basically <laughs> but instead good old Murphy stumbles on seemingly obvious uh, to the independent the impending eruption uh, coming his way it was uh, in increasingly awkward and completely unnecessary Denny Jr's uh, a big boy he's done thousands of interviews knows the game he didn't want to answer a specific question all he said to do was smile and say I'd rather not talk about that sorry let's move on it's really not difficult instead he chose to behave like a pampered con uh, constant arrogant prima donna the result the video of the otherwise uninterested interview was now gone viral around the world for for every one of his fans crying out foul, uh, foul over Guru Murphy's intrusive questioning, there will be others thinking Downey Jr.'s an over, overly sensitive little twerp, isn't he? Nobody wins. In a separate incident, Downey Jr. Fell thes uh, fellow thespian Ben Affleck had apologised after ordering a PBS show to remove the revelation uh, that he had a slave owner in his family background. Uh, excuse me. The revelation uh, that came during a lengthy interview to, he agreed to do about the family background. The shower is called. The show is called "Finding Your Roots." For goodness' sake, um, and, and looking at see what else. That's pretty much just going about other stuff about previous bits, other interviews. Now, anyway, just I watched the interview personally. If I was interviewing Robert Downey Jr., I'd want to talk about as much of the Marvel comics book films as possible because it's I think I, I love the comic book I'm watching the kind of cartoons when you're younger and I'm okay I'm turning 40 this year but 40 <laughs> still a frightening thought um, to talk about the Marvel comic books when you used to watch your Spider-Man your, your Incredible Hulk you watched your uh, Fantastic Four you watched all the they, kind of, they were brilliant way back in the sort of 80s 90s you watched them and the storylines are bringing the storylines are pretty much what was in the cartoon to the films, which I think is fantastic. And I think that it is these Marvel kind of thing, characters are brilliant to watch. They're, they're kind of like an reinventing our era of like uh, the era of us, my of like when we were so old, twenty, twenties, teens. You know, what I mean, these are the kind of things that we liked. So it's reinventing things for the bigger the people like my age. And if not a bit older, and plus for the new next generation of kids that are coming up, which I think, if he's there to promote a movie, talk about his movie. Don't talk about his past. So I say to you, and I say, um, for to Guru Murthy, you're off. You're out of order. I don't care what what Piers Morgan says about you. Piers Morgan's basically talking out his ass as well. So I simply say, Piers Morgan, you're you're wrong to say that he's being a prima donna. I think you're the one who's being. A prima, you mean look at the man. You didn't. In America, you did not sit well in America. People in America just simply didn't like you. So hence why you're back in Britain. You're doing, you're doing like guest appearances on uh, Good Morning Britain and you're making Su uh, Susanna Reid uncomfortable trying to hug her and she, she's obviously not impressed because you're obviously a bit, of a, a bit of a sexist pig. So uh, there's a wee bit of... Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to rant about that to say I uh, stand by Robert Downey Jr. You know, I think he had every right to walk out of that interview because he's here to talk about a movie, not to talk about... His life. If he was to talk about his life, they should have put a specific interview and said, "Yeah, we'd like to talk about your past. How, how have you, by saying, how have you actually come out of your past, and how what's how have you, uh, with your experience, 
talk about it and how it's helped you and to, to get better to, to support others so instead of calling him a prima donna and saying, throwing his toys out the pram just because he didn't like the questions I would say uh, no sorry I'm there to promote I'm promoting the movie I'm not here to promote my, about drugs that's the thing so I think Channel 4 were out of order Piers Morgan you're out of order I would say get a grip uh, this guy is here to promote the movie and I it's just absolutely disgusting that you guys uh, yes it's gone viral I yeah I say Murray you'd be put in your place uh, serves you right so anyway let's move on so good. Top Gear Top Gear is back in the news Top Gear is back in the news and for those who have heard of Top Gear with Jeremy Clarkson when he got the got the sack so um, after basically an altercation with a producer but um we never really found out what actually happened. Um, but James May basically was saying um, he basically just quit Top Gear because he didn't want to work with a surrogate Jeremy Clarkson. Basically, it was somebody it was wouldn't be the same. So, bottom line. But the thing is, it's come out again recently, which is for even John John Gaunt on the, uh, his recent podcast. Now he's been he's only been doing it for twenty. 24 episodes, one a day. So within the space of 24 days, John Gaunt has hit over 100,000 downloads. On his, I mean, John Gaunt, is all, he was in TalkSport Radio, he's, he's well known. Now for us, we're nobodies. We're just somebody sitting, as is, well basically, I'm sitting here in my flat in Edinburgh, um, sitting, like he was sitting in his spare bedroom uh, where he stays in a rented house. So, but uh, <laughs> what to say is that he knew it would happen, and I think I, what the story is on the Daily Mail again, so it happened to be that paper, paper, and it's, um, basically the guy who, I'm going to read the story, the, well, I'm just going to read you the headline, Top Gear 3 Reunited, Clarkson, May and Hammond hold talks with producer Andy Wilman as he quits the BBC2, so basically the guy who used, who helped, one of the producers who helped basically change Top Gear to what it was is today is quit so the good thing is let me just take a drink of tea see my throat's going to go <clears throat> so I'm just going to read you a story here Jeremy Clarkson, May and Richard Hammond today held talks with Top Gear executive producer Andy Wilman just hours before it was sensationally announced, sensationally announced he had quit the BBC I say about good if you guys have quit the BBC the bloated broadcasting corporation for you guys just fantastic good you can take a quality show you guys just the relationship is just unique you can go forward and you guys can now create a show elsewhere you can either create the same thing or similar and just reignite your partnership with with the same with the guy who's made top you're great you guys have made it great and with an rtv channel and i hope it takes hope it's somebody a decent channel, maybe maybe ITV, maybe it's probably Sky. Excuse me, Sky. Uh, come in and give you uh, offer or something, but uh, at least you'll be away. You're away from the, the total left wing bureaucrats who will happily sack Jeremy Clarkson over an altercation with a producer, but over uh, but they will with Keith Vaz and um, Lord. Uh, I've forgotten his name already. Lord Jenner, but all the cover-up with these child abuse cases 
uh, and won't even bring the people to trial. So they're happy to wait and cover up that, but they'll go to, when it comes to this, uh, an, a small altercation at a time when Jeremy Clarkson had it with a producer getting the sack. But when it comes to child abuse, is they'll, they'll cover it up and they'll just they'll, they'll sweep it under the carpet. So the bloated broadcasting corporation, I say, you're a bunch, you're a bunch of left wing um, bureaucrats, and it's about to, you, this. These guys will now go and make the money elsewhere. So you've lost it. Basically, you've lost the program. You've lost it. You're losing the money because you're, you're you you don't you, you want your cake and eat it. And I'll tell you something. You've lost your cake and eat it. So it serves you damn right, BBC. Because I'll tell you something. You you, you we pay the, the 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 public of Britain. They pay a TV license. And what do we get? We get crap. Absolutely crap on the telly. So I wonder if people are not watching the, the BBC. The stuff you churn out is so rubbish. You guys couldn't organise a flipping piss up in a brewery. I'll be honest with you. you okay, EastEnders, it's wow, riveting stuff. I'm just going to put the kettle on now. I'm a bit toast. I'm just going to get up in the hoover thing. Yeah, I'll go and get me some faggies at the shop. Yeah, oh, go down the Vic for pint. For pint, the flipping Coronation Street, uh, Emmerdale. But anyway, you see what I mean? It's just like riveting stuff. Wow. He's going to do some ironing now. Oh, yes, I'm just going to do... Go, go down to the Vic, get me a drink. I'm going to go down the Vic, I'll meet you down the Vic. Go to the cafe. The cafe, the local cafe. Go to the laundry. Oh, exciting. I'll tell you something. You really turn out wonderful stuff, I have to say. You don't just have to say. Not. I'll tell you, the bloated broadcasting corporation, a bunch of bureaucrats, and I'm saying that, and I'm standing by it because I think you are you got a TV license and you want us to pay a TV license to watch your, for your stuff. It's time to privatise it, get some adverts on it, and so we can actually cancel the TV license. People can watch telly and get your revenue from advertising. That's the best way. Because uh, you technically you're advertising on it anyway in the majority of the time these days. And so the BBC, you might as well just do it. Just to show. People don't have to pay for a TV license because they're getting crap anyway. So it's time you changed. So what I'm going to read, I'll go back to the story of what I was trying to say, uh, just to read this. Uh, excuse me, I'm sniffing away here. doesn't really help. But uh, maybe I'm sniffing and smelling the top bull uh, with a lot of uh, the BBC. Um, so anyway, what the story says, Jeremy Clarkson, James May, Richard Hammond, today held talks with Top Gear ex uh, ex the Top Ec executive producer, put my teeth in, Andy Wilman, just hours before it was essentially announced that he quit the BBC. The resignation uh, marks another blow to, for the hugely popular show, which has been marred by uncertainty since Clarkson was axed last month following the fracas with the producer. It means Mr. Uh, Woman, a childhood friend of Clarkson, who helped revamp the Top Gear into a corporation, corporation's most successful uh, programme, is now free to reunite with the team on a rival channel. There is a widespread speculation that the men are working on a new motoring series to be aired by Net or Netflix, Amazon, or another British broadcaster, in which would be a nightmare scenario for the BBC. I say, yippee, yip, indeedy, that's great. I mean, I might have not watched uh, Top Gear much, but when I do watch it, it's very funny. They're very, absolutely genius how they do it. Um, the kind of the chemistry between them all is you, you can you you can't buy that really. You just cannot buy it. The man were uh, the fifty-year-old said BBC would be stupid to try and a version of the program with a surrogate Jeremy Hammond. Jeremy um, Hammond and himself added that he uh, the idea was a non-starter. Uh, 
Oh man, excuse me a second. Um, I know a non-starter, so it's, it's good news. Good news for Top Gear fans. Good news for the, the, the trusty partnership of Clarkson, May and Hammond. That is good. Fantastic news. And the pictures you're seeing are looking very happy and smiley. So uh, looks like James May is not... <laughs> they can all... Uh, they can unsign off on the dome and they can... Uh, not look, don't need to go to the job centre anymore, boys. That's it. You're, that's you back, I would say. So, um... <laughs> So I'm actually very, very chuffed about that, to say the least. Um, what else was I going to talk about? I only thought about three things to talk about. I don't even know how long I've actually talked, talked, to be honest with you. I've actually talked for 23 minutes. That's not too bad for three main stories. So there we watched Newsnight last night. Um, John Gaunt was on. Um, so what he was talking about and what they were saying is simply they a lot of them don't seem to agree that with some of them... Now, but this is what immigration and immigration is a very it's, it's obviously it's a hot topic hot potato topic at the moment around what people are talking about the people and especially with UKIP and how they're talking about it and how what they stand for and but a lot of them don't understand it. they don't seem to see it I think they've got blinkers on there's nothing wrong with wanting to control your but now I think almost let's just talk about the UK immigration thing so to all you people who think Controlling your borders is racist. What do you think of Australia's plan? Australia has a special criteria that you have to be to be into their country. And if you don't meet the criteria, you don't get in. So is that being racist? That's controlled borders. You have to sit if you don't meet the criteria. Are, they, are Australians being racist to any someone like myself? Or whoever you're listening to, you're you. Because you can't go and live over there if you can't meet the criteria. So, as, answer that question. Is that being racist? And I say, no, it's not. Because they want quality people in their country that's going to benefit their economy, grow, uh, to, so somebody come over and grow either a business or uh, grow in and contribute to the system over there which will benefit the rest of the country as well. You know, a, a small percentage, literally, but they'll benefit the rest of the country. Problem? Is there a problem with that? Is there actually a problem by doing that? No. There's no problem whatsoever just to simply control your borders. Nothing wrong. Now, what John Gott was saying is his recent podcast briefly, and what he was saying last night, he was speaking to, you now he got picked up by the BBC, uh, and it happened to be a Romanian driver was saying, now the Romanian driver was saying he's been here, there's nothing wrong with bringing, okay, to control your borders, as I say, there's nothing wrong with people coming over here, if you're willing to work your ass off and actually be a part and actually work to earn money and put the money into the system, pay your taxes, your national insurance, okay, that would be great. Absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. So, because they're working, but the, the, some of the actual words that are coming out of the people like who are from Romania or whether Bulgaria or Poland, but there are few actually ones who come over here and work and earn the money and do and actually put money back into the system, like nothing wrong with that. Yeah, they're here to get jobs. They've got the money. They're working. They're paying international. They're entitled to what they're paying in. They've got entitled to everything. Entitled to everything I get or you, and you get if you're from Britain. If you're British. You're entitled to that, but 
even these guys are actually saying it's not yes, it's fine, but they need to control it. But what the people don't understand is some of them don't say that they're actually bringing down the wage. Now, I've seen, I run a cleaning company, I'm a business. Now, for example, I'm going to give you a price. What I what I missed, I've been charging for two hours cleaning because I include the products and stuff. And you look at £26, which is not a lot of money for two hours cleaning. For considering out of that £26 comes insurance, liability insurance. My chemicals, my insurance for my van, my wear and tear, my van, my fuel, and my labour. Now, that's not a lot. It all adds up. But I see leaflets and people are charging for like less than £10 an hour for cleaning. Now, if you think about it, if they're not, either they're not insured or they have insurance or wherever they're travelling to that job and the cost and their, all their products and what they're using, whether they're using the client's products, that's another issue. But if they're having to use their own products and their stuff and they're having to get there, they're literally, they'll be lucky if they're working for, they'll be two hours work for I don't know. 12, I mean, time it all comes off. You're lucky if you're working for 12 quid. It's almost like £6 an hour, if that. So you're making less profit, technically. You're not really going to grow your business. You may get more clients, but you'll become more busy and maybe your quality of cleaning will drop because you've oversaturated yourself with work. You're not doing quality. So, but they're charging less and people are going for less. They may get, maybe, I'm not saying they'll do a crap job, some of them do do a crap job because you hear stories and Edinburgh's a small place and I'm sure people have, uh, even for myself, I've had the occasional day you get do a rubbish job and you think you do a half-assed job because you're tired or you've been busy or for anything. It's easily done. We all have our bad off days. Now, if they are doing a, a rubbish job, uh, they get found out. But you do hear a lot of people talking about companies because they're Europeans, they don't speak much English and they're, they're, the kind of quality they get is rubbish but you pay for what you get simply in life. If you pay peanuts, you're going to get monkeys doing a job. So, I'm saying to the people who've got their blinkers on who can't see past their flipping the, the end of their nose or the end of their flipping thing between their legs, uh, I say to you, uh, as if you're a male, <laughs> but if you can't see past your own nose, uh, take your blinkers off. Look at the bigger picture. If you were self-employed, and you're, you're working, your people are paying your prices, no problem, but all these people are coming over and they're driving the cost down. So basically, they're driving... So you can't... People are not biting your prices anymore because there's all these people who are coming over and starting businesses. Well, I guess they're getting ready to start a business, but they're driving your cost down and the minimum wage down, even though... A lot like the SNP and the parties are like, oh, I want to put the, the, the minimum wage up. But how are you going to fund that? How are small businesses going to manage putting the minimum wage up? You want to put the minimum wage up to £8 or £8.50? Greens, £10 an hour? You're having a laugh. People, they've just, I'm going to, I would say, if I had to put my fire to staff or say, oh, I'm going to put the, the wage up to £8 or £10 an hour, I'd be saying, well, my first option would be saying, right, my clients, I'd be saying, I want to put my prices up, let's say £5. An hour of, I have to add the cost onto my clients. And if they say no, either, either, do that, either we lose you, and we'll find somebody else, or the price stays the same. This can be for any business, doesn't have to be cleaning, it could be anyone, price stays the same, but, or 
So the option that your option is either you keep the client, which I think you'd rather keep the client, or you ditch the staff. And I think the majority of things you're going to say, sorry, but I can't afford to pay you that money at that, that rate because I'm going to have it's not not profit, it's not it's just not beneficial to my business, and you're not going to grow. Um, simple fact is I have to say say goodbye. So that's what you, that's what's going to happen. So the they want you want to get people in employment, or to get people to hire people. But they're not going to be able to hire them because you put the minimum wage up. They're not going to be able to afford it, and it's all a knock-on effect. But you just simply don't. This typical people who say that just don't see past their own nose. Or basically, they can't see. They're just not being realistic. They just haven't thought it through. So um, that is my state on immigration. It is not racist just to have a control your borders. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with having a specifics. There's nothing. People can come here, but if you the bottom line is, if you want to come, to, if you want to come to a country, you should be able to learn your learn your language, which is nothing wrong with that. Learn the Queen's English, learn a language. Be able to, you got six months to six to you got you got you should get six months to a year if you're able if you're financially if you can support yourself, you you can stay here. If you can't, if you get a job, after six months, if you get a job and you're able to work happy days, not a problem. You support yourself if. You, after six months, you're, you haven't got a job and you're still financially secure, you can stay here. If you're not, you should be saying thank you. If you don't think you, you can, you, you, you have to leave. Here's the plane. Bye. Go back home. Sorry. And I think that's nothing wrong with that. You should be, like us, we should be able to, if you want to go elsewhere, we should be able to meet the country's criteria. We should be able to support yourself and be able to then, if you get the work, we can obviously put money money into the economy, which is, which is the country's economy. So, I would say there's nothing wrong with that at all. So uh, for the people who just seem to think, yeah, it's racist, it's racist, racist, have a word with yourself. Not everything is bloody racist, okay? Just because people have an opinion, freedom of speech, to say something it doesn't mean it's racist. Just to say, yes, I think we should have a bit more control. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you've got a bee up your, I say a bee up your ass, I would say if you've got all flipping bee's nest stuck up your ass, take get rid of it. And have a word with yourself. Think about it. It's not always racist just because you talk about immigration control. There's nothing wrong with that. And even when you're getting people who are actually from these countries who are actually saying they do need a bit of control. Nothing wrong with that. But I hope I went to. I've got many black friends. Now, they, some along from Africa. Now, so that, because they're not EU, they, they come in. But they have to fight tooth. They, it's a difference now. They fight. These guys are workers. They work hard and they come over, but they have they don't get any. They have to actually work to get. They have to find work. They have to apply for visas. They have to do this. It's not. It's harder for these guys when they come over, but when they do work, they work. And these guys don't get any benefits. They're not entitled to anything. But it's okay. So when these guys are not entitled to benefits, but the people who come over like from Europe at the moment are entitled to them. So under the new under EU regulations. You have to be. You have to give them money. That comes to the point. So when you're voting in this general election, if you are voting, if you're not going to abstain and you're just going to be neutral, if you're voting in the, in the UK general election, I simply say, are you voting for? Are you voting for the party that you want to run the the UK? Or are you voting because you want Brussels to run the UK? So what, who are you voting for? Are you voting for Europe to run the UK or are you voting for the party you're voting for to run the UK as a government? That's the question they ask. 
get in touch with us at hattrick and ramsey at gmail.com or you can send us a tweet at hattrick n ramsey so it's hattrick and ramsey but with a vn in between n for norman the v n so hattrick in ramsey uh, um okay so you can tweet us uh, there or you can email us at hattrick and ramsey at gmail.com for your give us some feedback so here yeah i think it's time that you uh how do we thought have, have a think about it what is your views and when you're going to vote make sure that you're thinking about who, who do you want Europe to run the country or do you want the, the government that goes into gov states and governments if it's the government if it's the Tories again or a coalition or whoever it is want them to run the country that's what I ask so um, I'm going to talk about, about entertainment news because uh, I recently found it quite funny <laughs> so, I um, Lady Gaga was <laughs> she, she was coming out of a who's coming out of a club obviously trying to charm a, a cop basically she got to, as soon as she came out basically the cop walked up to her car obviously her bouncer or whoever was driving the car and basically gave her a ticket so I thought it was quite funny so <laughs> not just because you're famous it doesn't mean you get yourself out a parking ticket that's what I say <laughs> it's funny man funny 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 uh, I was good. it's good to get up and coming news on TMZ which is good uh, I just want to see what's up here. Whether it might catch your eye, there's never no. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff about the bot Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao uh, fight. Obviously, photos that's uh, their recent fight or whatever's coming up. Um, but yes, I think I was going to talk about because I actually haven't really ran out of stuff to talk, but. Uh, um, but I'm just trying to think it's something that could be quite interesting in fact I do want to talk about the fact I'm going to in fact not what we're going to do actually I'm going to uh, play some music I've got so there's un unsigned music bands on Facebook now in a group I want to there's a couple of them I want to play one of their songs uh, I'm going to play one of their songs if you like it so it's great you know where to find them on Facebook so you can uh, do that just to add a bit of a uh, <laughs> bit of excitement to the the podcast um, so anyway I've been talking about a few decent things so I think basically just to summarise what I've talked about Robert Downey Jr I stand up to this guy I think he had every right to walk out of that interview Piers Morgan you're, like, you're an ass and I say that, uh, so and the guy who's interviewing Murthy, Murthy you're an ass as well he had every right to walk out of that interview because he's there to promote a movie, not to talk about drugs and alcohol in his past life. Okay, what's happened in the past has done, it's been gone, he's moving forward. So I say, I stand up for this guy. So, Morgan Pierce, mate, till you start your mate, till you get maybe you get yourself back on the telly mainstream without flirting with uh, Suzanne Reed on Good Morning Britain or making her feel uncomfortable. Uh, so I'd probably say, aye. <laughs> I would say have a, have a look in the mirror, son. Yeah, look in the mirror, because your career is not exactly wonderful at the moment, is it? So that's what I simply say. But anyway, I'm gonna the music we're going to play. I'm going to choose. I'm trying to think who which one to do because I got a couple of people interviewing me, uh, emailing me. There's what um, they call one in five. Is one of them, and there's also um. A woman called Luna Rosa. Um, I might 
I'm going to see what I'm going to have a quick listen and see what these what these songs are like. And uh, it sounds pretty good. I'll uh, play it on this po- the end of this podcast, and you can see what you think of the song. So um, ooh, Facebook's bleeping at me. Oh, also, I've been actually been interesting uh, looking at the Periscope app on on the phones these days. Everyone's going a bit viral, so everyone can do their uh, live streaming. So I'm going to uh, do, click on my Periscope. I'm going to stick with broadcast and say what am I saying then? Podcast. In. So oh, there we go. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start my broadcast. I'm going to say to people, uh, I'm going to. Flip the camera around if I can do that. Oh, I've got a big horrible thing on my side of my face, it's like a little blustery type thing, and it looks dreadful. And it's ringing, and I want to get rid of it. So I'm not looking, not looking very pretty for the wet. I've got a wedding tomorrow, the best man. I've got this looking big red thing on my face, which uh, is come at the wrong time. Maybe stressing stress because of the best man. So, anyway, what I'm saying here is I'm doing my podcast on live on. Periscope, uh, the, the tail end of it, but I'm going to come to this. Uh, let's see what this download this music that's been here and see what they sound like. I'm going to play a little bit live and I'll add it properly uh, to the podcast. Uh, once it downloaded, come on, take your time, lady. That's a good thing, it's all big spots. Rubbish. Let's see what this sounds like. A little bit. Sounds not too bad. I think I'll just stick it on at the end of the podcast and you can listen to it, people. So, to us, um, so anyway, I will add that on. I want to say, oh, goodbye. Well, it's always good to have a shave to, uh, before today, before tomorrow. Even you shave, you look like you've been hacked. Your face has been hacked like Freddy Krueger. And uh, shaved you, it's like all over it, like all cuts and red marks. So, it's always good to have that extra day to kind of calm them down a bit. And your face looks a bit more normal after a day. Doesn't look too bad. I'm the kind of person that shaves about every sort of three days. So, because I get to this stage, if I shave every day, I look like I've been attacked by a ravaged dog or something. But anyway, I'll uh, just stop my periscope thing because I'm going to carry on with my podcast. Uploading, you know. Anyway, that's uh, cool. I had no, no attention. <laughs> no, I'll pick a lot of attention. Anyway, I'll play that one. I think it's sounding not too bad. Um, so that person I'm going to be playing on the on the podcast, where are we? Just mm-hmm. ringing me off. It's by Aluna Rosa. I heard their name. The band is. I'm going to click on it in SoundCloud to find out who what they're actually on about. You know, mine. Not on about about. So, <laughs> um, internet decides to kick off or you're a bit slow. That you know, cup of green tea. Yeah, yeah, green green tea, herbal tea, people. I like green tea. I like green tea because it tastes a lot better than normal tea, which is fine, just general builder's tea. So, uh, I think that's good. So, uh, I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm going to. The, the bat, she's called Luna Rosa, or he or she, Luna Rosa, anyway. I'm going to play one of their tracks. It's called The Aura in Bloom. So that's what I'm going to do. So if you like the track, like the music, find them on SoundCloud. It's Luna Rosa, L-U-N-A-R-O-S-A. 
Um, but yeah, hope you've had fun and just enjoying what I was talking about. It's been interesting. Um, I certainly, young drivers, <laughs> certainly raised my blood pressure a little bit today. A little yesterday and today. It has been beautiful weather in Edinburgh. It's been very warm, uh, which I can't complain. Um, but uh, I've got a, a wedding. I did, today I had a wedding rehearsal. Um, I, I had a bit of food afterwards. So I've got, I've got the kilt hired, the Ramsey tartan already, and waiting to uh, be put on tomorrow. So it's going to be one long ass day. going <laughs> to be absolutely knackered and come the end of it. Because come Friday, it's come Saturday, it's all kick off and get, get the kilt back to the shop and get myself to work. So it's going to be, wow, fun. So it's going to be all go to say the least over this weekend. Got lots of ironing to do for clients and stuff. For holy lets that I clean for the joys of work, and you gotta keep going. Sometimes you just can't be asked, but you gotta do it. But the good thing is, once it's done, it's done, and then the next day and weekend we'll be for a wee short break to Spain again. I'm going to Malaga again, so I'm going to see if I can try and do a wee podcast if I can while I'm there. If in doubt, I'll just wait till I come back, take some lots of photographs, uh, but uh, that's what I'll do. So, um, please enjoy the music coming up. Um, which will be uh, Luna Rosa and Aura in, in Balloon. So I say good night, as it is night time here. Wherever you are listening to this in the world, uh, please have stay hard, stay hungry, have fun, peace, love, and hugs. Uh, I say also just before I shut off, um, listen to John Gaunt's podcast if you haven't listened to it. Listen to James Whale's podcast if you haven't listened to it. Listen to Talk Is Jericho. Listen to Ice Tea. These are the guys. Good podcasts, very funny, very brilliant to listen to, very entertaining. Uh, if you like a bit of controversy, go to John Gaunt. If you like James Whale and Rob Oldfield, very trusty, com- great comedy duo. Ice T, just like typical kind of gangster kind of or uh, R and B kind of rappers chat, American, great. Obviously, I'm not going to what they kind of what they talk about. This is not no matter what you get away with in America. Sometimes you just don't get away with here because if I was to repeat what I heard in a podcast in America, I'd probably get banged up in jail. So, uh, no. And uh, plus, I don't want any. Bu- this day and age, basically, we'll have the bureaucrats, the, the unregulated, the un- unelected off- offcom uh, eventually getting their paws on things in the podcast world. So, that's a good thing about podcasts, we're unregulated. So, I hope it stays like that. So, obviously, you have to be sensible about what you can and can't talk about. So, but anyway. Uh, that's the one thing about it but um, anyway coming to the song Luna Rosa or a balloon and I say good till next time enjoy and we'll speak to you soon bye bye now like a rose petal floating up the dirt on the ground with dead leaves lay a delicate wish upon a fingertip Passions of my heart to sway Matching true Only you Walk in the room Aura in blue When my eyes lit up Don't want your hidden love Give me something of what you've got
Travels by the 